Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. I'm Hussam. And I'm Guillaume. In this podcast, we are going through the fundamental concepts of corporate treasury, which I learned from my experience working at a big four consulting company. And you'll explain it in a way that someone like me who knows nothing about the topic can understand. We hope you enjoy the episode. How are you doing, Hello, Sam. All good here. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Not too bad. Nice. Not too bad. Excited to learn more about tr- corporate treasury, as always, Gil. I have no doubt about that. I look forward to these uh, expeditions of learning that oh, you give me. Man, that's nice. I have to say, it's seamless for our listeners, but it's been a while uh, since we didn't record, so happy to be here, my man. That's very true. So, today, what are we going over, Gil? Today, we are going to talk about funding, which is a part of corporate finance, and we are going to focus on short-term funding. So let me, let me try and link this back to what we've talked about before. Funding, Please. we reviewed in um, the four pillars of, cor- of corporate treasury, yep. right? Yep. Um, and if I remember right, it's actually directly linked also to one of our previous episodes in cash flow, mm-hmm. right? So cash flow in cash... Uh, availability, so yep. how much cash you have available. Funding is getting money from external sources, right? Exactly, yeah. So I assume that that helps your cash flow overall. Um, maybe a scenario where you would want that is we talked last time about negative cash flows, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't have enough cash to pay your suppliers exactly. or to pay your invoices on time. Um, in that scenario, you always told us that um, one of the things that corporates like to do as mm-hmm. a first step, is try to negotiate with people um, above and below them in the supply chain, right? So exactly. if they need to pay their um, suppliers, maybe they negotiate payment terms which are a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they're waiting for payments, maybe they negotiate to payment terms that are earlier. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, but that's all negotiation, leveraging your business partnerships, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, can funding help us bridge the gap if that's not possible? Yes, absolutely, it can. And um, you've pointed out quite well. This is something we talked in previous episodes. So for our listeners, a little indication before we start. Um, we highly recommend to listen to the full episode about cash flow forecasting and cash positioning because this is why we are recording this episode today. So this is episode 21 we are just referring to. And if not, at least the episode 18 and 19, which are really the focus on cash flow forecasting and uh, different methods of it. Um, in that in that overall big episode, uh, but indeed, financing or funding can help you when uh, you cannot furthermore negotiate with your suppliers or your clients to have delays or payments earlier from your clients. Um, so you want to raise funds one way or another to fund your company's activity, right? Um, so financing is quite large, and typically we can differentiate it in two categories. Short-term funding, so up to one year. This is really from an accounting perspective. Short-term funding is one year or below. Mm -hmm. And long-term funding or financing, which is obviously more than a year. So it's important to understand the big picture here. So let's tackle first, why would the company did financing? What do you think, Usam? So, I mean, so one of the things is, like I said, right, you have negative cash flow, you need to bridge Mm -hmm. the gap between when you expect to receive payment from your 
customers mm -hmm. when you need to pay your invoices to your suppliers. Yeah. Right. So that might be one. Um, but we've also talked about other examples in previous episodes, like if you need to expand your business, mm -hmm. right? You want to expand into a new territory, for example, a new market. Yeah. Uh, that would typically require a lot of upfront capital, mm -hmm. right? Or upfront investments. Absolutely. Um, maybe you need to open an office, open another branch, uh, set up a new banking system there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. So you mm -hmm. probably need to finance that in some way. Um, perhaps you're just expanding business where you are, right? Uh, you need to buy more machinery. Uh, you want to do more advertising, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So anything related to either on the positive side growth, right? Yeah. Or on the negative side, uh, bridging a negative cash flow, I guess. Exactly. Once again, nailing it. So it's very good. You mentioned the two uh, side of funding and financing, short term and long term. Um, so short term, it will typically be what you just said uh, with payroll, taxes, etc. In corporate treasury, uh, we obviously mostly look at short term needs uh, because this is what the group treasurer and the treasury department is typically responsible for. Uh, so this is what we're going to focus on in this episode. But you also mentioned some long-term financing needs, uh, new projects, new branches, important needs of capital to uh, develop your company. And this also has impacts on treasury, actually. Uh, first one is, obviously, there is money coming in at the moment you're funding yourself, and there is money going out when uh, you have to refund it, for instance. Uh, so it has to be taken into account in the cash flow forecasting, typically. Um, now, Related to those uh, funding instruments that we're going to tackle in a second, there is uh, the payment of interest and dividends depending on your source of finance. And this is also something that you need to take into account in your cash flow forecasting and as a whole as your treasury operations. Also, and I know that you uh, like new terms and new concepts, Usam, I want to introduce one new today um, since we are talking about it in this episode. Financing comes with certain conditions um, from the bank and investors. Do you have any idea of uh, which ones this could be? Um, I mean, if you're talking banks, you're talking interest. Obviously, right? yeah. So that must be one for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I know also when you take bigger loans, perhaps you're looking at um, payment terms, right? Yeah. So over which period you're paying back on and what's your um, minimum payment per uh, period of time, mm -hmm. I assume. Yeah. Um, maybe even some collateral, right? Some guarantee. Very like, good. for example, with a mortgage, um, the house that you are mortgaging is usually also the collateral in mm -hmm. that sort of financing arrangement. I yeah. assume companies have something similar with perhaps shares um, or physical assets that they might put up as collateral. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even upper limit on how much they can they can lend. Awesome. Um, that's, that's the first thing that come to mind. Man, you've tackled them all. Uh, that's exactly it. So for corporates, on top of that, there is just one last, uh, but it's very particular. So banks and potential other investors might also ask for financial covenants. What in the hell is that? So financial covenants are typically financial ratios, and it's allowing the banks to assess the company's financial health. And therefore, is the company going to be able to refund the money it borrowed from the bank or from the investor and also, obviously, pay interest and dividends on time? So, repayments of the interest in a repayment schedule, as you just mentioned, and the debt itself, which we call principal and collateral. Happy you brought that, uh, that word. It's indeed one of the important things to take into account when you look at external funding. 
So what are those ratios which banks look at? Like which metrics are they putting into ratios to gauge whether or not a corporate can pay back its debt? Um, a little bit of accounting, uh, our favorite topic, Sam. Of course. Uh, I knew you couldn't wait for this. So those financial ratios typically are um, a certain debt-to-equity ratio, for instance. How much is borrowed compared to how much equity the company has, so how much the shareholders uh, have put into the company itself. So this is one. Um, investors and banks can also look at certain level of earning before interest and taxes, which we call EBIT, or earning before interest, taxes, depreciations, and amortization, which we call EBITDA. Um, those are really financial terms from the financial statements of a company. It's good to have them in mind already, but let's keep the details for another episode. Other financial ratios can be a certain level of cash flows, for instance. Uh, so typically linked to the cash flow forecasting we just talked about in previous episodes. Uh, companies will look like, okay, what is the average net flow from the company? Is it positive, negative? If positive, how high, etc. Uh, a certain level of operating expenses, for instance. And all this, again, affect the treasury operations and strategy, obviously, um, because corporate treasury and corporate finance are interdependent and need to be driven in the same strategic direction in order for it to be successful and to ensure good ratios for those financial covenants. Okay, so let me summarize what we've talked about until now. So you're saying that funding is directly linked to cash flow, right? And you can have Mm -hmm. short-term funding or long-term funding. Short-term might be to cover some let's say, immediate expenses that perhaps you don't have the cash uh, liquidity to mm-hmm. manage. Exactly. Right? So cash liquidity, we said, was cash availability. Mm-hmm. So um, if your cash liquidity is low or you have a negative cash flow, perhaps yeah. you have its tax season, its bonus season, you have some... Uh, Love those seasons. <laughs> as an employee, yes. Obviously. <laughs> uh, maybe not as a treasurer. Um, so you have... Uh, you know, high periods of outflows mm-hmm. in your uh, balance sheet, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in that specific time period, and you need to cover those via debt, typically from a bank, which come with some um, caveats, of course, like interest rates, payment terms that exactly. you need to consider about, etc. And this new one that you brought us to, which was financial covenants. Exactly. Right? So these ratios. Yeah. Financial ratios, which banks use to assess how much money they're willing to lend and with what terms exactly to the cor- corporate, right? Absolutely. And so some of them, like you said, were EBIT, mm-hmm. that's usually pronounced, right? Earnings before interest and tax uh, or EBITDA. Yes. Right? Earnings before interest, tax, depreciation and amortization. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So these are just like um, predefined ratios which the financial system has already come up with that gauge whether or not what the level of risk of a debt is. Exactly. That's it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very clear. So these ratios become very important um, and therefore it's very interesting to manage those to make sure your corporate is always in a position where they have these ratios in a, in a positive way yeah. that they can have easy access to debt, I assume. Is that the role of the treasurer or more of the CFO? So let's say it's a joint responsibility. Um, the CFO will mostly look at long-term debt, obviously, because he oversees the strategy of the company on the long term from a financial perspective. But the group treasurer has an important role in it, mm. obviously, because of the short-term debt, uh, but also because of the management of the cash flows. A good group treasurer will typically optimize the cash flows, right? Yeah. And make sure that there is as high positive flow as possible, uh, right 
at the limits as we tackled in the previous episodes. And that's all this flow is correctly managed, invested eventually, because this is this can also be taken into consideration. So it's a joint responsibility, I'd say. Yeah. Okay.